We're live. Recording in progress. Okay, cool. All right, guys. I am Sal Mayweather. This is the Agora. We're here with probably the most requested guest ever, Richard Hart. Um, we have a lot to discuss. A lot. Um, should should I introduce myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going right. to... Um, yeah, why don't you give the audience a rundown of who you are exactly? Hello, audience. I can't hear you, but you can hear me. I'm Richard Hart. I'm uh, a founder. I founded a whole bunch of things. I guess the one that I'm most known for is Hex. It went up uh, 10,000x in price from January 5th of last year to about three months ago. And that's if you didn't stake it. If you did stake it, you're you know 2x higher, maybe more. I also called the top a couple cycles. So I called the top on the day at 65K. And that short, or rather not short, I don't suggest you short, but that top call has been in profit for 8.1 months now and out of profit a single day. The Judas Wick to 69K that then immediately dropped 20% and is now, I believe, more than 20% down. I think we're in the 47K range currently. And then uh, I called the top in 2018 as well. And then I called the 60K market like a year and a half in advance. I called, like, I just, I'm pretty awesome with the price calls and I just do it for free. Um, what else? I'm forking Ethereum, which creates 10,000 new coins and more than 10,000 new trading pairs. That's never been done before. Might be able to reduce, you know, fees for Ethereum and is the world's largest airdrop. Raised $27 million for charity. RichardHart.com if you want to hear me brag about me. Well, let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. Um, sure. All right, so I don't even know where to start, man. We've got so much to cover. Let's, I guess, let's just start off um, with with Hex. Why don't you give the audience? So here's here's what I'd like to do. I was mm -hmm. on a show, Discourse Syndicate, with a couple of friends of mine, um, Kinetics and and uh, the Captain. Great dudes. But at some point in the conversation, they had they were they were introducing me to Hex, and at some point in the conversation, I had this like aha moment, like I got it, like it mm -hmm. just clicked. Nice. And I think that's the case for a lot of people with Hex. So if we could do anything today, if we could do one thing, I want yeah. to impart that that feeling on the audience as well. So sure. let's start by like just telling them like the basics of what hex is, and then we'll get into like specifically T shares and staking and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. So uh, you know, money is just a, a fancy accounting thing to represent actual things that have actual value. So money on its own, you can't eat it, can't build a house with it. It's pretty crap, really. The only thing it's really good for is an accounting system for goods and services. So the only thing that matters is goods and services. And our fake made up imaginary internet money is better than the government's fake made up imaginary internet money. Look at the price chart. So cryptocurrency is the highest performing asset in the history of mankind. And it's just a better system. There's less downtime. There's less middlemen. It's more efficient. Um, maybe less with proof of work systems like Bitcoin, but a proof of stake system like pulsechain.com or like Hex, which, you know, piggybacks something that's already eating the cost and makes it more efficient. So what is cryptocurrency? Basically, it's an Excel spreadsheet that lives on the internet that you put your money on, you need your password to spend, and it inflates at 2% a year to keep the sheet honest. That's all crypto is. Then Bitcoin has one, it actually has two software features, and that's it. One is send your coins to somebody else. The second one is mine inflation by destroying the environment, by doing this useless SHA-256 hashing, which back in the beginning was the only way that we knew to maintain a consensus network and solve the Byzantine generals problem using game theory, basically. Proof of work, just like animals do. Fancy feathers, big horns. They're useless things that prove that you have enough resources that you probably have your core base stuff that matters a lot solved. So you have enough to waste. You could go on Wikipedia and look up social signaling theory sexual signaling theory, if you want to read more about proof of work systems in nature. So all the difference between Bitcoin and Hex is Bitcoin inflates to reward people to destroy the environment in order to protect the network. Hex inflates in order to protect the price because inflation is only issued to those that lock up their coins, reduce supply, reduce the velocity of money, therefore increasing the price with static or increasing demand. So it's less negative externalities. So every day, every 10 minutes, new coins are mined by Bitcoin miners, of which I was one. I used to get 50 Bitcoin in my computer every so often, just mining with my GPU. 
you didn't even need to include a fee to send a transaction back then. Those were the good old days, 2011. So I know exactly how much electricity was burnt because I got the electric bill. <laughs> so, you know, that has to, those miners level. Yeah. At sure. the base level, mm -hmm. just for, because a lot of listeners I have are maybe not, they're sort oh. of green around the ears. Yeah, you, you so buy it the and the number goes level. up and you get rich. <laughs> well, it's, 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 yeah, right. Well, it's, it's like, um, essentially like a, a DeFi tool, like a, like a CD is, I guess, what base level well, definition. I mean, we call, we call it a CD, but it really doesn't have any similarities to a CD. So Bitcoin, Bitcoin attempted to address, Bitcoin tried to be, well, anyway, I just, so to summarize it, Cryptocurrency is just an Excel spreadsheet on the internet. Bitcoin has big negative externalities because miners sell coins. They don't buy them. They buy electricity and mining hardware. They sell the coin price down and they buy pollution with it. Now, maybe only 75% of that is, you know, renewable, but the 25% that's left, it sucks. And the higher the price goes, the more the pollution goes. They're related. So, you know, Hex is just Bitcoin, but proof of work change, proof of weight instead of proof of waste. And so we monetize the time value of money similar to a time deposit. And so we just copied the parameters from time deposits where you get paid 20% more interest the longer you lock. But the difference is it's a highly speculative, highly volatile instrument that otherwise you wouldn't go up a million percent. <laughs> so 10,000 X equals a million percent. You think that's an impossible number in under two years, but it's not. I mean, Bitcoin's already been up 6.9 million X and that's a lot more than 10,000. So. You know, cryptocurrency is the only place in the world where you see these types of appreciation. And these are real numbers. I mean, I see people buying, this was a gift. This is 3,000 diamonds and sapphires and double-sided. I got this as a gift from a hexagon. Nice. That's a, that's a good gift. on SoundCloud, he's got an awesome uh, hex necklace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could go, you could Google Bobby White hex, and there's this jeweler that has a 10-minute video of him building this by hand from scratch. No CNC every hexagon was cut by hand with a saw and it was all welded together and there's a ton of pieces because there's two different metals here so you can't just like cnc it even if you wanted to it's crazy like in my experience you know i contract with jewelers they do a crap job this guy this work appeared to be amazing so They're yeah good. when you have something that goes up a ten thousand x in two years it makes a lot of people really wealthy yeah a lot of people have um have gotten very, very, uh, this has been very lucrative for a lot of people. Hex. Mm -hmm. um, it was given for free to Bitcoin holders, by the way, but most of them were too stupid to claim it because they're stupid. Well, um, this was, this is originally, this is like an ERC 20 token, right? But you got pulls coming up or. Well, it's still going to, well, I mean, it's, it's always going to be an ERC 20 on Ethereum because it can't be changed. It's immutable. Unlike Bitcoin. Every once in a while they go to upgrade Bitcoin and oops, they introduce a bug that lets people mint as many free coins as they want. One time that happened in 2010, they had to roll the chain back. Uh, dude, the maximalists must love you like they love me. Oh, they love me, bro. Because I used to be a maximalist back when everything else sucked, but then everything else got good, and those guys just didn't update their worldview. Ethereum used to suck. Then it didn't yeah, suck. Now it's too, kind so. of back to sucking. Just because the, the adoption is so high, that the fees are so high, that the reason it sucks is because people want to use it so much, which is the best way to decent suck. decent metric. Pretty decent metric in crypto. You know, somebody knows what they're talking about if 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 the maxis uh, don't like them. They're just so dumb. You're you're like guys. From the COVID dip, Bitcoin went up 18x, Ethereum went up 50x, and Hex went up like a thousand x. Are you in this yeah, to make money? Gonna, yeah, but you you you've got Pulse is what? The, what what's the deal with Pulse? Is that that you guys are going to right now? It's an ERC twenty token, but eventually the no main... no no Pulse does not exist yet. If you buy it as an ERC twenty, you just got scammed. Pulse right. will no, not no, exist. No, yeah. No, Pulse is a whole network. It's going to be a separate chain. Yeah. It's, right. it's a, I mean, Ethereum hard forks and upgrades itself relatively often. And so we're having a hard fork from Ethereum, but it runs parallel. So the old Ethereum doesn't get killed. And then we introduce all these improvements. So instead of destroying the environment with proof of work, we switch to proof of stake. Instead of uh, starting empty, like all the other, you know, Ethereum killers, we start with a full system state. So everyone, you just change one setting in MetaMask, your wallet and your, your keys that you have on Ethereum will now give you access to the same coins and the same code on the Pulse chain network. You just change one setting. And so now, you know, it's the largest free airdrop in the history of man. And then yeah. if there's liquidity yeah, for those coins, because people can bridge in their ERC-20s to a market maker and combine them with the other side they just got for free, the PRC20 copies, 
now that liquidity will back the value for all the PRC twenties. So it's awesome. Like, yeah, it's yeah. way faster, way cheaper. You know, instead of paying $300 to do a Uniswap swap, you can pay like a penny. It's way better. And instead, no, is this you know, like a, is switching to like, is, is this like, um, like a scalability thing getting away, getting away from ETH? Well, no, it's still ETH. It's the same software, but you just change some parameters. So by switching from proof of work to proof of stake, it allows you to make faster blocks and have lower latency. So you reduce the block time from 13 seconds to three seconds. And so you get four times throughput just by having faster blocks. And you can also increase the gas limit per block by up to 10 X and like you can get a bunch of multiples of X more performance and throughput than Ethereum with the same Ethereum software fixed to use proof of stake instead of proof of work. And we've got a lot of other fixes in there as well. So you'll be able to stake your coins and make yield. Can't do that on Ethereum currently. Not not on the Ethereum mainnet anyway. You have to use other contracts built on it to try and do that. Um, but then you're, you're exposed to like impermanent loss, which in the system you wouldn't have. I'm not going to explain a permanent loss. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. I mean, okay, um, I could, right, so. I could. So if, if you're market making, it means that like you're you're taking both sides of the trade. So if someone wants to buy from you, fine. You're going to charge them a little profit. They want they want to sell to you, fine. You're going to charge them a little profit. So you're like a store that buys and sells. But then if the market runs away from you and you have to rebuy your inventory past where you were, you take the risk of like, oh, I have to rebuy my inventory out of, in the middle of nowhere because I sold lower, you know? So there's there's some risk to impermanent loss, which is hard to calculate. So. All right, so I got some hex. Um, I I bought some hex. I, I sent it to my MetaMask wallet. What should I do with it now? Well, it's up to you. I mean, you can uh, sit on it. And people that did that from January fifth to three months ago, the price went up ten thousand fold. Or you could stake it, time lock it, in between a day and five thousand five hundred fifty-five days, just about fifteen years. And in that case, you'll make interest. So the longer you lock, the more you get paid. You know, if you stake for 15 years, you're going to get three times the shares than if you staked for a single day. So you just, no. and it's, there's no middlemen. There's no counterparty risk. You mint your own rewards, your own coins, just like a Bitcoin miner, except you don't have to destroy okay. the environment or buy it's mining pretty hardware. Straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now, um, what, what is a T-share? Well, basically, you know, T-share is just like a share on anything else. So let's say you had a company and you were dividing it. Well, let's say Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin inflates at something like 1.86% per year. Okay, well, who gets that inflation? Miners. Okay, well, how do they divide it up amongst themselves? By the amount of hash rate they have. Okay, well, that seems fair. All right, how do you how do you divide up the, the hex inflation, which is a maximum of 3.69%, but it's far, far less than that because you don't have to sell it to pay bills. So if it doesn't need to get sold on market, it's not a negative externality. You know, you can't... Our inflation is better than Bitcoin's inflation because it has to get sold to pay electricity bills. In Hex, it doesn't. So in Hex, you lock up your coins, which burns them, takes them off the market, supports the price. And then depending on how long you lock, you get bonus shares. And then the profit gets divided up by your percentage of the shares over the total shares. That's it. So it's just like you were, how many, you know. How many Hex do you need for, for a T-share? Well, that's a good question. Um, an actual, you don't need to buy a whole T-share or you can't really buy them. You can just create them by locking up your coins. You, you don't need a whole T-share. And probably a lot of people don't have whole T-shares now because if you were impressed by the 10,000 X, the price went up, the T-share price went up further. Yeah. So T-shares now, <laughs> I believe, I'm going to go to a site called uh, apphex.win. And just for the audience, look it up. you know, T-shares are actually more scarce than Bitcoin are. That's something that a lot of people, I think, don't hmm. realize. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, right now a T-share costs four thousand dollars. So they used to cost sixty cents. So January fifth of last year, they were sixty cents, and now they're four thousand dollars, and they've been as high as nine thousand dollars. It's pretty good, guys. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, I mean, Bitcoin tried to be peer-to-peer -peer digital cash, failed entirely. No one uses it that way. Then it tried to be programmable money, filled entirely. No one uses it to program anything. It did manage to do store value very well, which is why it went up in price 6.9 million X. 
which is very nice. And that's a better use case. And we do that use case better. So, you know, our coin appreciates faster, is more secure. Um, if you get in before the fork, you're going to get it on two chains. And so you'll have hex on two separate chains. You're getting, you know, for free, the other one, it's easy to off ramp into stable coins to, you know, protect the value of money without having to go through an exchange that removes your privacy, AML, KYCs, you gets hacked, steals your money, doesn't give you your money. Exchanges are the worst. So avoiding them is just beautiful. Um, yeah, there's just, just, it's better logo, better founder. When, when Bitcoin.org was hacked a couple times this last couple months, I had to do emergency live streams to warn everyone, where was Satoshi, the founder of Bitcoin? Nowhere to be found. So I'm out here protecting Bitcoiners from being hacked on Bitcoin.org's primary website, but Satoshi's not. Better logo, better brand name, you name it. More honest about the price, you know, right on the Cooler website. Necklaces. Yeah, it's just everything is better. Like the only things that Bitcoin does better are they have more liquidity. So if you want to buy a couple billion, you're going to push the price up a lot less. Um, but that's, but is that what you want? Do you want it harder for the price to move up? Like that's a feature, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, uh, yeah, if you want to like use ATMs and pay like a 10% fee, I don't know of any place you can do that with hacks, but it's like, why don't you just buy Ethereum somewhere and then swap it for hacks on chain with no counterparty risk and you're just living the dream. So we'll have a fully integrated like vertical ecosystem as soon as we have our own wallet. Cause we just use MetaMask now, like everybody else that, you know, they're not adversarial. They're not shoving a bunch of stupid coins at my users or trying to get yeah. them a margin trade or anything. So I don't mind sending everybody users uses to them. It. Yeah. So, you know, don't need to replace those guys. But if you did, um, you'd have complete vertical integration with store value, hex, consensus network, pulse chain, uh, on-chain exchange, which will be pulse swap. That sacrifice phase will be coming out in the next couple weeks. And then uh, fiat on-ramp is the only thing left. Fiat on-ramp and fiat off-ramp. So, you know, the only two things that would... So as soon as we have that, we can just forget everything else exists. Like, we don't have to ever talk about it. Like, it, we only talk about other stuff just to warn people or to leech their users away to a better product. Because otherwise, who cares? It's like, you want the slowest transactions in crypto? Bitcoin. Sometimes you wait three hours to get your first your first confirmation. That's garbage, right? You want, you want software that's had multiple inflation bugs where anyone can mint as many free coins as they want? Bitcoin. You want something that has been down in price for eight months? Bitcoin. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm going to go with things that are awesome, and uh, you guys can keep your old dead Xerox machine, MySpace, whatever you want to call it. Have fun with that. It's sort of like they, it reminds me like um, of like like the invention of the automobile. I feel like a lot of these guys, these maximalists, are driving around in Model Ts while the rest of us are are you know working on Teslas and stuff like that. It's hilarious. They just they have no. I don't think that they've ever taken the time to understand how out of the game they are on chain exchange it, like everything like a lot of it is noobs who who are trying to get rich and, and stuff like that and they bought in at the high in 2017 right. and they just want to pump their 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 wallets up right i don't know that's what it seems like hey i mean some of these guys are even intelligent they're just dishonest they lie like like the winklevi twins they post like bitcoin solves inflation they literally type this crap you're like, bro, first of all, you guys have been billionaires forever. Why are you lying and making Bitcoin look stupid? No, Bitcoin doesn't solve inflation at all. Tell me how. How does Bitcoin solve inflation? You're going to have everyone buy some Bitcoin? It can only do a million transactions a day. You can't put a single video games currency on it. doesn't solve inflation. It's nice that it's a highly performing appreciative asset, but it hasn't performed as well as, say, Tesla stock. So, you know, if you're out there saying that just because something appreciated, it solves inflation, well, maybe you should be shelling Tesla because it's outperformed right. Bitcoin. Like, just well, so that, that, that's why I don't even buy into the whole store value narrative because it's it's really more of a, a speculative rise in value than it has been a, a st value storage. Mm, no, nah, those are those are synonymous. I, I would say that that's totally true. Like, almost everyone can get out more money than they put in. Almost everyone bought I mean, lower. Like, I, I think that's the. the a good store value. The, the the value storage thing to me, it's like when you put your stuff in storage, you expect the same stuff to be there. But if it goes, if it's very volatile, whether oh, up or yeah. down, 
You know what if, I mean? If, I don't if know. you have a longer than three year time horizon, you've never lost money. But yeah, if you catch one of those, like it dropped 65% in two weeks for COVID and it's correlated to the stock market entirely. So stock market gets punched in the face, Bitcoin gets punched in the face. So they raise rates. Bit, I mean, look, I called the top on the day. So if you're not following me, twitter.com slash Richard Hartwin, please do. Um, Let's not drift um, too far. The audience is probably tired of hearing me bitch about these maximalists. Well, go ahead. Um, well, we got to save them, right? Because everyone else is going to shill them this. And, you know, it's like you, you've got to put your money into some ticker symbol if you want to have access to cryptocurrency appreciation, you know, value go up. So I, I don't suggest you choose the Bitcoin ticker. I think the Ethereum one has been 3Xing it for a long time now. You know, it's it's almost a... It, Ethereum does everything better than Bitcoin, basically, <laughs> like almost. All right, let's let's discuss the how-to for the audience who's, all right, the audience is sold, they understand it. Mm-hmm. How do they go about, um, where can they get Hex? How do they stake it? Set up, set up an account. If you've already got crypto, just go to matcha.xyz and- I'll have links on the show notes page, yeah. guys, for all this stuff. M-A-T-C-H dot X-Y-Z, and then, you know, type Hex and trade your other crypto for it. You can do like Changely, Change Now, other things like that. But if you don't have crypto, then you need to maybe set up a, a Kraken.com account and uh, send money there, buy Ethereum, trade your Ethereum for Hex on Match.xyz. And obviously you're gonna need to install a wallet. So like MetaMask.io, install the wallet from there and that's where you're gonna send your Ethereum from Kraken to. And that's what you're gonna go to Match.xyz with. And then you buy Hex. If you want to stake it, you go to go to Hex.com. If you don't want to stake it, you don't have to. Staking is probably a good idea, though. Well, I mean, if you want to delay gratification and get more Hex on the other right. side, you know. Right. This is it's a staking is um, a very low time time preference activity. It's um, it's a very forward thinking thing. Well, most people hold. Like that's what makes the value of crypto go up. Our holders just hold better. I'll give you a trivia question, and and this is what one of the things why I think Hex should be Nobel Prize worthy. What is what do you think the average stake length is in Hex? Oh, I think it's a max of fifteen years. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go on the low end. I'm gonna say probably about two years, three years, six years. I am unaware. Good. I'm unaware of any other financial instrument in history that has had such a strong belief. So if you buy a house, you can sell it. And most people do. If you buy a treasury bill, yeah, sell it. True. Buy a bond, you sell it. You stake your hex for 15 years. You can't get your principal out for seven and a half or you'll be hit with penalties. Now, you, even, even, even if, well, it's proportioned to how much you lied. So you said you're going to stake your coins. If you do what you said you're going to do, you get what you're supposed to, profit, more hex. But if you don't do what you said you're going to do, you get penalized and everyone else benefits from that. All the stakers that did what they were supposed to, they benefit from you when you they lie. Gain. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you make like a one day stake and you emergency unstake it, then you're gonna pay like a minimum 90 day penalty. But if you make a 15 year stake and you emergency unstake it, you'll just lose everything. This is a giant warning. It says like, don't do this. And then uh, if you make, you know, if you make a 15 year stake and you serve half of it, you just lose your interest. You don't lose your principal. So the penalties are very fair and proportionate to the amount of lying that you did. But you're incentivized to keep your word, as you say. Yeah. Yep. I call it the truth engine. Stake. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and we're the only system in the world that has a chart of future market supply. Because, you know, you don't know when Satoshi might dump on your head. Satoshi could dump on your head whenever he wants. But when you see when people's stakes are going to end, then you know when they might dump. And you can look at their behavior and you can see, does this person usually restake? Do they peel some off? Do they just sell the interest and reinvest the principal? You can look at all of this on chain. It's amazing. It's the most open and transparent system really in the world. You can't, if you're on NASDAQ level two, you can't see what other coins someone's holding. You can't see how much profit they made. Like you can't, you don't know what's going on. But in this system, you can tell. You can see this address bought here, sold there, made this much profit, held these coins, has these stakes open. It's just amazing. It's a more open and transparent system. Where do I go to stake? Where do I take my my hex to to go stake it? Well, you can do it a lot of places. I, I think the premier spot is go to hex.com. But if you know, 
if you want to use like uh, different wallets, there's some other sites you can use. See, we're redundant. Right. So the- we've got multiple front ends run by multiple people. And, you know, then if anything ever goes down, which it never has, we've had perfect flawless operation for two years. But if anything ever did, you just use one of the other things. All right. And it's a straightforward process. Yeah. You pick how many coins you want to lock up. You have some Ethereum to pay your gas fees. It's probably going to cost you 30 bucks to end a stake. And then uh, because the gas fees are high, you know, if your stake's a year long, currently people are paying about 300 bucks to end that stake. So you got to actually have more than 300 bucks of profit in that to, if, you know, to make it a good, a good purchase, right? So this, so staking for little guys basically got killed off by gas fees. Yeah, true. Yeah. But you know, pulse chain is coming and is designed to solve those things. You know, and by the way, like what really moves the hex price guys putting in lots of money. It's not, you know, guys putting in a little money. So if you lose some of the dudes that only have 30 bucks to invest, it's, it's not really affecting the price very much. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. I think the whole, I think the whole rise of DeFi in general is something that a lot of these maxis are sleeping on. Um, where do you see the whole like DeFi industry as like a whole on a, on a larger scale? Are you, are you, I mean, in other words, do you see all of it falling under pulse eventually? If you have the same ticker symbols, the same code and the same software, but higher throughput, lower fees and the world's largest airdrop, I think you're going to grab a lot of market share. And that should help Ethereum's fees go lower by reducing the load on the network by removing their users. So yeah, I think it's going to have a large impact. I think it's going to be a much bigger deal than people understand. <laughs> yeah. Like it's going to be a very yeah, big I deal. Agree. Yeah, I agree. And that's why, I, that's why I wanted to have you on. So I really want to impart this on the audience. I want to, um, so I want them to, I want to help them understand the, the potential here because I don't want them to miss out on it. There's a lot of crossover between the freedom community and agorists and um, now, explain explain what an agorist is to me. Yeah, so an agorist is like, we're just uh, a, a unique form of anarchism where we believe that we, it's a strategy to overcome the state. We believe that by utilizing the black and gray markets, we can actually effectuate a free society um, today for all of us in our yeah. for each individual that's not happening bro <laughs> and that's you, in your username it. right it's in your you username so like i hate this trash talk like no no you're good dude it's, I, I get people who disagree all the time but you actually have done it you are an example you are proof of of uh, of the of the theory because it's really just all agorism is is a unique form of entrepreneurship that seeks not only profit but also disruption okay that's all it is well that definition that's seems all fun. it is my, my only, my only and, appeal is like, it, it seems like things are so screwed up that unless you, I think things are screwed, so screwed up, you just have to move. That's how bad it is. It's bad. Everywhere. Um, moving is good for the individual because it'll, it'll, I moved from New York to Florida because it's, you know, you go from more oppression to less, but it's not going to hurt the government. The only way to do that is through entrepreneurship. You know I, what I, mean? I love what Elon Musk is uh, doing to Elizabeth Warren on Twitter currently. It's very nice oh, to man. see. Car- Senator Karen. Yeah. She's like, these billionaires are not paying their fair share. Next tweet, Elon's like, you do realize that I will pay the most tax that any American has ever paid this year. I mean, she, what a dunk. Uh, she's, dunk not, she's not exactly very, I don't think she's normal. I don't know. And then, and then Senator he, Karen is a perfect moniker. His next post was... Oh, by the way, don't spend it all in one place. Oops, you already did. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Like, go, you go, boy. They probably spent his tax payment yesterday, right? Since uh, the time that she made that tweet. It's straight up theft. They're literally stealing from anyone that has a dollar of value somewhere. Like a literal dollar. Um, like if you have dollar exposure, like if you have a savings account, they're stealing your money because instead of taking your little currency units away from but you, they're just making them not be able to buy anything. But it's hidden, though. Yeah, is, you, is the thing, and that's why people are so stupid; they don't see it. Well, it's something they're stupid. Even if they saw it, like they don't have any option to like opt out of it. Like the only way you can opt out of that is to just dump your fiat as soon as you get it. Like you're learning techniques from the Argentinians. They tell you like spend your paycheck as soon as you get it. Well, this is why I tell people to become your own bank. Use cryptocurrency. If you have to incorporate precious metals, if you think that's the way to do it, whatever you have to do to... Precious metals are garbage. 
Why would yeah, anyone fine. ever buy that? I trash? agree. I'm not. I don't disagree with you, but it's no. better than fiat trash, right? It's it's no. It's, it's no, it's not. Oh, gold has outperformed gold anything. No dollars but, any day of the week. Yeah, but any anything outperformed this, like any stock, like it, you could have any index fund of, of any whatever murdered this. But they're not liquid. You need a meaning. Yes, of exchange. they are. That's the. What whole, are you talking about? What, what do you mean they're not liquid? Stocks aren't liquid. What? Not as liquid as a silver coin. Bro, you can't do shit with a silver coin. Can I curse on this show? I can. Yeah, yeah, I yeah of course. I don't know. No, no, you're no bro. I, I used to have a bunch of gold coins with fish testers to verify they were real. You can shove them up your butt. Nobody wants them. You literally can't. Like, there will be one store in a giant city that will even buy them from you, and you're getting far from spot. So, like, it, it's absolute trash. Gold is trash. Oh, you want to receive gold for payment? Well, go ahead. I I hope they've got the good denomination. I hope a they've got transaction some... fees in Bitcoin. Mm, no, for, no, it doesn't for for peer to for for face to face transactions, in person no, transactions. It no, costs me it's... zero dollars to hand someone gold, but yeah, but you have to transport yourself. You, you have to transport yourself right. to him. He has to transport yourself to you. You both have to pay for your gas and insurance and speeding tickets, well, and you have to right. worry about him clunking you in the fucking head and taking your gold. And you don't have any of those problems when you do Bitcoin transaction. There's a lot of agreed, hidden agreed. costs there. I'm telling you, as a person yeah. that used to have a lot of gold coins, I could shove them right up my butt. Probably not. But you can't do anything with them, bro. They're absolutely useless. And by the way, if you think they're good for like when the SHTF, when the, when the shit hits the fan, they're not. Because you go look at when Katrina hit and you go see what people are using for currency then. It comes down to cigarettes, I don't, I don't bullets, agree with any and of like... This. You, yeah, I, I think precious metals. Look, as a guy who owns more gold than anyone listening, probably, and wears more of it, it's cra- it's crap. Wear it if yeah, you must, well, you but go. it's not good to purchase. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, Bro, look right, at the price chart. It's it's still down. Like, gold is down from ten years ago, and it's only up a two x from forty years ago. In How can you do worse than that? Real dollars in nominal though, or not in real? That's only because of inflation, though. No. Mm, no, that would make it easier to do better on the chart. I think that's worse for the for gold, because if you if you used inflated dollars, then that number should be much higher. Right. So like, it there you can't do worse. I mean, what what performed worse than gold? Dollars. It's no, no. I'm gonna go pull up the chart, how do you, bro. How do There's you very. You're talking I'm gonna about... pull up the chart right now. What, what metric are you using to to, to determine this? Tradingview.com. Gold. Gold ounce per dollar. Here we go. Here's a chart. Monthly chart. Are you saying the price went down in gold? Okay. Here we go. Gold. Here's the, the very specific exact numbers. Gold was, in 2011, $2,000. $1,900. Yes, but now do nineteen. Gold now is $1,800. That's 10 years ago. So if you want something that lost value from 10 years ago, gold, there you go. You would have been better off having dollars. Now, look, you, I, I could cherry pick and try and like, it, it was a thousand in 2015 and now it's 1700 and that's cherry picking like the bottom. So you, you could have made a maximum. If you waited six years, you could have made 50%. It's trash. I think the, the- the other, the other thing though about that that is good about the, the other advantage precious metals have over fiat is that you are in control rather than some centralized legacy banking institution like Wells Fargo or Chase Manhattan or something like that. You are in control of your money and not some bankster. Yeah, but you get that with cash. That's also what cash does. That's why yeah, if you hold drug it. dealers love it. By the Fair way, enough. if gold was awesome, drug dealers would use it. They don't. They use cash. Well, Obama did did pay uh, the Iranian Ayatollah in gold, and they are they are some probably the Ayatollah criminals. isn't the best decision maker. <laughs> he probably didn't have he probably chose wrong. He should have taken it in Berkshire Hathaway stock. He would have done way True. better. Um, like I yeah, just I wonder what that would be in crypto today. That payment. No, here's the thing: Why are we talking about stuff whose ROI is trash? Like if I, what's the best cherry pick I could possibly do here? In 2000, gold was 260. And now it's uh, 1760. Let me do that math real quick. Oh, it's uh, a 5X in profit, a 6X total price. If you waited 21 years, you can get a 6X. 
it's not okay. We have crypto now. You don't have to... <laughs> in some countries, you can't even buy gold without paying VAT. In Australia, you, you cannot buy gold without paying VAT. Pretty sure. There's other countries that have similar issues, right? Like there's countries where you have to pay VAT if you're trying to get platinum. There's countries where the tax regulations just suck. The overheads in exchange are very expensive. You, whoever has to receive it from you has to authenticate it, test it, make sure it's not a gold-plated tungsten bar, which exists, right? And then there's just, you literally have to pay an armored truck to move it. It's very high overhead to store. It's very high overhead to transport and the gains suck. It's also prohibitable, right? We know that yeah. if they want to, uh, they can make it illegal because they've done it before. Right, yeah. It lacks temporal saleability compared to cryptocurrency. I'm, I like being rich and I've been rich since I retired at 25 with a 150 employee company doing 60 million a year turnover. So self-made man. I like making money. And so an asset that performs poorly is of no use to me. So, you know, gold is supposed to, oh, the global financial crisis, gold's going to save us. Gold did crap. It what wasn't do you good. Think of, um, what do you think, let's change years here. What do you think about El Salvador uh, adopting Bitcoin as legal tender? Forcing all of the companies in a country to do a specific thing is totalitarian. But if the thing that you force them to do is awesome, you could try and say, oh, well, they use their horrible totalitarianism for one good thing. But then the question is like, did they buy the top? Because I call the top of the day. Uh, what price did they buy most of their coins at? They're probably at what, like 30, 40K maybe? 25K? I have no idea. Yeah. So it might work out for them. It might work out for them. I hope it does. Uh, it, it People should have given Bitcoin more preferential treatment now that it is a legal tender in another country. So, but I'm, but you know what? Like, I'm not sure I it is preferential time, treatment. I have a hard time. I know you think you're right because now that it's legal currency, it'll be hard for other countries to censor it. Yeah, but I think it changes your tax basis on how you get taxed and capital gains is the premier lowest tax you're going to get. And I'm not sure that currency speculation gets the same cap gains rate. If it does, then cool. I have no idea. But, um, yeah. I, um, I don't tell people not to pay their taxes because it's illegal, but I do encourage them to minimize their tax burden as much as possible. Keep your hand, keep your money away from the thieves. Um, for well, sure. they're, yeah, no, but I, they're I, doing such I, good I things with your money, roads I, and I schools. Have a hard time, um, overcoming the moral argument of <laughs> mandating legal tender like, like yourself. Well, they don't actually. So they don't mandate legal tender. You can accept payment however you want. Hand jobs, cars, jewels, well, crypto. Well, if, However you like it. Well, hold on. Let's back up here. Because if, let's say, you sued me in an El Salvadorian court and the yeah. judge says, all right, you know, you owe Richard, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever. And I say, all right, Richard, I'm going to pay you uh, in a hundred dollars. No, but that's not how it works. They, they can just actually say you owe him a car. The judge can write down whatever he wants. When you get divorced with somebody, they don't make you liquidate all your assets. They just make you move your stuff. So you don't have to pay these things in a fiat currency. You could say that your taxes, you have to pay in a specific fiat currency. That would be the case, sure. Right. right Look, right, we're, both, right. we're both not fans of the government. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't like none of them. No government, they see, man, with this, what's going on with the uh, passporting? Nope. It says here right in the Constitution that we have a right to freedom of assembly. Do you know what assembly means? It means go stand next to other people. It's in the, the Constitution. And you guys are, ta you're taking that away? Okay. Nuremberg Code says you can't do medical experiments on people. They don't care about that either. And you're like, well, you know, this isn't FDA approved. They just changed the rules to pretend it was. They don't care about that either. Right. <laughs> and, you're, and so, like, I see people violating. I see governments getting worse and worse and more people's rights being violated and disappearing every day. And rich as I am, I don't have the money to be able to fix that. So I have to fix the things I can fix, right? So I raised 27 million for medical research. Hopefully that makes an impact on, on helping us, you know, long-term be healthier and happier people. But with like the government stuff, it's, it's really hard because everyone, I mean, look, if it was like an outlier and there was some government out there getting it right, it would give you hope that if you just did your politics similar to how they did it, you could get the good outcomes that they got. But you don't see that anywhere. I mean, you take Switzerland that has direct democracy. Guess what they just directly democratically voted for? Passporting. 
for your medical history. Yeah, democracy's a sham. So you're like, well, that didn't even work. Because you would have hoped, like, okay, this is the one place where they're going to get it right. This is the one place where the people are going to choose freedom. Nope, they didn't. The only free market, the only place freedom actually exists is in the black and gray markets. It's the only uncensored market that there is. And that's why I, t- I try to encourage people to engage in it because that's the only, it's the only, entrepreneurship is the only tool that we have to, to move resources, to reallocate resources. So if you want to reallocate resources from the coercive public sector to the voluntary private sector, you have to be an entrepreneur to do that. And I think that's, that's the key. You've, if you look at anybody, like any influencer or anything like that, anybody in the crypto anarchist or, or libertarian community, they've all been more, most effective by in terms of their innovations rather than their political dealings. Sure. Absolutely. You know? If you're an activist, you're getting nothing done pretty much. If, if you're, if you're out there screaming and marching, I really don't think you're getting anything done. But if you, if you make money through entrepreneurship and then write checks to these crooked bastards, then you can get things done. Cause we see it happen. These big banksters poison pill things and add stuff to bills that just attacks crypto. Now, how are they able to do that? Because someone paid the right guy. It's corrupt. Cause they, right, because they paid him enough. Right. And so, you know, you have to kind of beat them to that punch. Like someone in crypto could have paid the right guy to have protected it instead of attacked it. And it's better to you be see, on now, the offensive I, in that way. See, I feel like it would be rather than trying to, there is a school of libertarian thought that believes that we should try to, try to out-lobby um, the, these people. That's anarcho-tropism. People should follow popular liberty at popular liberty if, they, if they're more interested in that. But I've always felt like it would be better to create alternative solutions that they can't censor um, and they, that they can't stop. So in other words, the way around... Uh, you know, all of the, the financial industry is through cryptocurrency. The way around uh, gun laws is through 3D printing and making do, your own Do you guns. remember online poker? Do you remember that? Yeah, of course. They killed it with the port bill. They just murdered it. I didn't even see, was that part of that? It was, for, it was years ago. I mean, you used to see party poker ads absolutely everywhere. Now you don't see any. Why? Because they added a little snippet onto some port bill that said, oh yeah, we're making uh, online gambling illegal. And that was it. Paid for by the industry got wrecked. Yeah, the, the, the industry got wrecked by some guy in Washington writing some text into a bill. And they don't even read the bills. And like, it's just, it's so absolutely but that, disgusting. But that, that clause was, was probably requested by oh, sure. whatever Senator Congress yeah, whoever made that money bill. Yeah, like right, exactly. The, the people that lobbies. didn't have exposure to profit in online gaming and had more profit from on, on land gaming then yeah, those are the guys that were responsible for it, I'm sure. So, you know, Port Authority Online Poker. I'll tell you, this That's was like, like another... 2007, maybe? 2008? That's that's almost like a, a, another um, aspect of cryptocurrency and stuff like that is the whole gaming and tokenization and stuff like that that I think is going to be pretty disruptive. It was 2010. Are you a big poker guy? No. Poker, like, I, I'm good at it, but watch my video called uh, Richard Hart Trading Destroys, which is really just kind of used to be like poker sucks is what it used to be called. You're, you're basically, you're trying to steal another guy's money staring at a screen or in person, and he's trying to get your money, and you're both paying the rake to the table. Neither of you is producing anything. There is no lasting value whatsoever. <laughs> When you stand up from the table, you've performed net loss. Whatever money like politics, whatever money went in, less money is coming out, and the only person that wins with no variance or drawdown or bad beats is the house. And then, so you're taking humans, and you're turning them into basically unproductive losers to try and take other people's money from them who wish those people they don't want you to have their money. But you could have been winners and done something productive and gotten their money in a way that they are happy to give it to you because you're giving them what they want, a good or a service that they desire. And then, so in poker, the guy that actually loses and has to go back to his job and be productive again, he actually wins. So winning at poker is the worst thing that can happen to you because it sucks you into a world of being a loser. Being productive and being an entrepreneur and having employees and doing something that isn't based on your hourly time, that's how you be a winner. Exactly, and that's how you find freedom 
today, right? Rather yep. than, than trying to vote about it or we're not going to pick up guns and fight them. It, it, it's it, all these, those things are absolutely utopian ideas. The only way to effectuate freedom in your lifetime today is to become an entrepreneur. A hundred percent. And look, if you want, I've got free self-help books on this, t.me slash Sciveve, S-C-I-V-I-V-E. I've got all but of not my, just, I tell not you, just all, I tell you how to do all this stuff. Not just like regular bullshit entrepreneurship. I'm not talking about going to start like a franchise at McDonald's or something like that. I'm, What's I'm wrong talking with that? about McDonald's is tasty. Well, nothing. Nothing. Hey, look, if you can, you're absolutely right. There is nothing wrong. If you can make money doing it, God bless. But I think to to encourage a more free society, it should be something that's sort of a cog in their gears, so to speak. It should be something that sort of disrupts the status quo in a way that that creates more freedom or liberty. For the for the rest of the world, that's the best thing someone can do. For yeah, the but world. like, there's different levels of abstraction to participate in that behavior. Bitcoin's the same crap it's always been, but just now people are starting to hear about it. Well, we didn't need like, you needed more people to advertise it, you know. So a lot of a lot of things are already extant and could be better advertised and adopted, like web hosting. We could all use peer to peer torrent based web hosting. But we don't. Why? It's just not popular, right? We we could have a lot of peer-to-peer things because peer-to-peer does work well. Like you know, Hex is a peer-to-peer currency, but we don't because they're not advertised well. And so, you know, a lot of the times you don't need someone to actually build a new thing. You need someone to advertise the things that are already out there. So you, know, I don't think everybody. If you if you if you're trying to put power back in the hands of the people, you don't have to build stuff from scratch. It is a good option. It's just nice. But there's a lot of good stuff out there that's just underadopted. Like how many people are using Tor? How many people are blocking cookies? How many people are using ad blockers? You know, I could go down the list of all the things that you could do to improve your privacy and security, and you don't have to build a new business to do it. I think uh, I lost you there. I, I think I froze. you're back. You froze. One of us froze. Yeah, you're okay. back. Cool. Um, yeah, I lost you there for a second. I'm I was just saying, like, there's there's a lot of stuff that works really well. Yeah. That it just needs better advertising. So being There's an a whole evangelist, bunch of technology like, like that. Yeah. Being an evangelist um, is is as useful as building new stuff, kind of. Because lots of guys, you know, they just can't build new stuff. The new stuff they build will suck. Think about all the bad business ideas you've heard. I've heard so many yeah, bad yeah. business ideas. I'm like, yeah, if you do that, you just lose money. So if you yeah. like losing money and time, and not investing in something that could have just went up with no effort at all, yeah, go ahead and do that dumb idea. So um, let me get your thoughts. What, what, cause we're coming up on an hour. What do you what do you think about the whole rise of well, not just NFTs and, and stuff like that, but like the metaverse and stuff like that? Because that's scam. Seems to be the, the hot topic in crypto right now. You think it's a scam? Yeah, all of it. Oh yeah, yep. You don't think there's any potential to the whole snow crash kind of world? Scam. So, a bunch of retarded people that don't know anything about the internet decide to make up a new word for something that we've all been doing for 20 years. I've been playing video games online and bulletin board systems since before the internet existed. The World Wide Web didn't exist when I was playing Doom 2 on bulletin board systems. What was I doing? I was choosing a username, I was going into a virtual world, and I was playing virtual games with my friends while I stared at a screen. When was I doing that? 1995? Which is now what? Uh, well, 20, doing Minecraft today too. Twenty-five, 25 years ago. Okay. And so, what is the metaverse? Oh, you choose a profile, and you dick around with your friends in a virtual world. Okay, I've been doing that for twenty-five years. Twenty-five years I've been doing that. So now, tell me, tell me what the new thing is. Am I going to speak a different language to my friend? Nope, same language. Am I going to see a different picture? Nope, same profile pics. Is he going to have different username? Nah, same usernames. All right, bro. Well, do tell me, explain to me what this metaverse is, because I've been in one for 25 years now. We're doing one right now, except we're just using our normal faces. We're in the metaverse right now, you and I, but we're just, I can see your normal face. So what's the scam? Do you think like, do you think like over time though, it'll become more like... um, You already had that. COVID locked locked everyone down and we all use Zoom and that's it. And and, and, and what are you going to have a more colorful profile pic? It's the biggest scam I've ever heard of. It's like cloud computing. It's just someone else's yeah, computer. Yeah, but are people going to buy into it though? Whether They're it's a buy scam or not. Yeah, they bought Beanie yeah. Babies. They buy NFTs. Here, here's a serial number loosely related to a JPEG that may or may not still be hosted on the internet. You have no rights to the image whatsoever. Go pay a million dollars for that. How stupid are you? 
Dumbest thing I've ever heard of. The one thing I'll say about the NFTs, though, is I think it's you have to give them credit for one thing. They've certainly transferred a lot of wealth from newbies to the crypto community, which I won't complain about. <laughs> Man, I... Some of these artists have gotten rich just by selling, like, freaking pixels. Dude. I saw one pixel sold for, like, 65000 or something like that. It... Yep. Mm-hmm. If it's I mean, so, how do you want to look at it? Like some guy robs some other guy, but the other guy was happy to get robbed. You're like, okay, good for you guys. Because <laughs> right, it's, well, it's basically like this statement. Money are soon parted. Yeah, th this statement relies on the concept that there should be a revision to the mean. So if it is in fact the case that you can just mint infinite JPEGs for infinite millions of dollars, and then there's infinite idiots to buy them, and there's never a reckoning, and the bubble never pops, then I will be wrong. But that's not the reality that I know. The reality that I know is that there's cycles. They usually last four years, which is three years of bull and one year bear. And we've been in a bull market for three years. Dun, dun, dun. And the gas fees are really high and people are overpaying for anything. And I get a, a hundred emails every single day from people that want me to sp spam their project. Please, Richard, represent our project. Oh, when does the last time this happened? The end of 2017, the big crash. If you wanted to make this market look more overheated, like Jimmy Fallon, of the Tonight Show having a an NFT as his profile pick, right? What could you do to make this market look more overheated? What could you do to make it look more risky? I can't think of anything. Oh, and True. and now that we do have inflation that needs addressed, the chance that they could actually raise rates, nuke the stock market, and then nuke crypto, it's much higher. Before inflation now, you, was so you, obvious. Are you bullish on just non fungible tokens, or are you bullish on tokenization? I'm not bullish on general. any of that stuff. I mean, I'm sorry. I think the I'm bear sorry, market bearish, cometh. I mean. <laughs> like, I think the top is in. Now, look, new projects like Pulse Chain, Pulse Swap. And by the way, if if you like the things I'm saying and you're interested in learning about the things I'm building, you, you've already missed the day one of hacks two years ago. You've already missed day one of uh, Pulse Chain sacrifice. You probably don't want to miss day one of Pulse Swap sacrifice. So, on all these systems, one of the most popular things on them is on chain exchange. And Pulse Swap is should be the premier on-chain exchange for Pulse Chain, just like Uniswap is for Ethereum, and QuickSwap is for Matic, and PancakeSwap is for BSC, and on and on. Because look, when you look at these systems, like if you look at the Ethereum gas usage, the majority of the gas usage right now is for stupid NFTs, and then second to that is trading on Uniswap, and then I'm not even sure yeah, what the other very little actual real utility going well, this, on there. That like Uniswap plus. I mean, we're talking like 40% of the network's usage is just those two things. So yeah. now, now usage is a little bit misleading. Gas usage. NFTs are wasteful in gas. Uniswap's actually very efficient with gas. So, but th those are the two primary users of the network. Something like Hex, you know, we're so gas efficient, like, okay, so people lock up their coins on average six years. Well, then you're going to get a maximum of two transactions out of that user. <laughs> he stakes his coins and you'll see him again in six years to end stake. So there's not a lot of overhead to the network, right? Like this is the absolute minimum overhead possible. So it's a miracle. Like, and we're very gas efficient as well. Now you you designed um, this. This is your baby, right, Hex? I didn't write the code, but I designed the business logic, the game theory, the you know logo. How did you name. come up with it? What was the like? What, what's the story? What was your inspiration? How did you like? What birthed this idea? Well. Originally, it was like, all right, Ethereum is better than Bitcoin. Why don't we let Bitcoiners transact their value on the Ethereum network and just give them free coin? So it's called Bitcoin Hex. And then it was like, well, how do we enhance adoption? Well, let's make it like become more valuable. All right, where is the value derived from? Buying and holding. All right, so how do we make people buy and hold? Reward them directly for doing so. Okay. And then you're like, well, how much extra should we pay them? Well, the same me mechanism exists in time deposits. So let's just copy that 20% extra per year. All right. And what should the inflation rate be? Well, let's make it less than Bitcoin's. So Bitcoin hit 20K with 3.89% inflation. And so we just jumped right to the number that Bitcoin hit 20K with back in 20, 2017 and uh, chose 3.69. And then you're like, well, how else can we get people to adopt? Well, we give coins away for free to Bitcoiners. And we also have a referral program, which doesn't exist now. It was only for the first year. What else can we do? Um, well, let's introduce dark patterns like they have in banks. Where do banks make profit? On fees, on people screwing up. Okay, so how can we enrich people when people screw up? 
well, let's have emergency end stake and early end stake penalties. And what else does this do? It keeps the math honest and it, it gives you security about the future supply, which, you know, price is supply and demand. And so understanding the real future supply that get the market is super important. And then we just ended up with like a killing machine. So hex three letter dictionary.com, a logo that represents exponential growth up and to the right, just like any good price chart, a color gradient, which makes it pop against anything else that, that may be next to it. This is a better logo in my opinion than Apple's logo, Google's logo, Coca-Cola's logo. This thing's really, really, really good. This is good enough to be on shirts without knowing that it was involved with a cryptocurrency whatsoever. So when you combine a great founder, a great community, a great brand, a great value offering, no one's ever done time deposit before. And it's a larger market than printed currency. There's only 5 trillion of printed currency. There's 7.2 trillion in time deposits. I'm quoting a two-year-old numbers. There's probably a lot more in time deposits now. That's just USA and China. And so we just pack on more and more features and we're more secure than Bitcoin. And we used to have way lower fees, right? Back before Ethereum got like basically filled up, the fees were insanely low. And we have on-chain exchange and we have the open, most open and transparent trading. And so I learned all these, you know, it just kept evolving, getting better and better and better. And then we finally got to market. Like it took a year longer to get to market than we would have preferred, but you know, this stuff is hard. And that's the reason we outperform everything else is because more thought and effort went into it. Anyway, so we it have- It seems you know, like, um, it seems like you're coming, you're approaching it from like a technical um, aspect. Whereas what I, what I really like about it is that it sort of provides a decentralized alternative to these centralized financial systems, these legacy institutions oh, that sure. are sort of parasitic and cancerous that we have to get away from. Yep. And this is such a great tool to, to do that, to effectuate that. That's why I, I really encourage the audience to uh, learn about it, get yourself some hex, and go back to the beginning and listen to what Richard says about how to stake it. I'll link to that um, episode I, that I did with the Discourse Syndicate. I'm very, very happy with hex. It has outperformed. Well, I mean, it did what I thought it would do. So I, at the beginning, when it first came out, I said, this is designed to do better than a 10,000x return in two and a half years. And then it did a 10,000x return in 627 days, which is like maybe a year and a half or something like that. So it did what I thought it would do, but I think it exceeded everyone else's expectations because I guess they just don't know my history. I'm a winner. I win. It's what I do. And so if you looked at this design, I just like take Pulse Chain, for instance, right now. I haven't seen anybody talking about it on like the crypto news sites or whatever. Like it's not happening. Well, they'll notice it's happening when like when there's the users start leaving. They'll be like, ah. Oh, the maxis will still going try on? to ignore it. Yeah. You're just like, because now there's Ethereum maxis now. And you're yeah, just like, hey guys, your chain's full. Okay. <laughs> your chain is full and it costs $25 to transfer an ERC-20 now. It's not okay. It's not acceptable. It's not fine. And there's only one good solution and that's to build more capacity. And so we're going to beat Ethereum 2.0 to market with all of their own features, but more and better. And you're just like, <laughs> like our, our token only, like it only burns coins and never mints new ones, Pulse Chain. So it burns 25% of the fees and then it never mints new coins. And so there's no inflation, but Bitcoin and Ethereum keep having to mint inflation all the time to pay their miners and, and Pulse Chain, the miners just make fees. They don't make a like block reward inflation thing. So it's better tokenomics. Right. Right, and that's um, that's 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 Pulse Chain versus Ethereum 2.0. You're saying, yeah, and then you know, yeah. gold. They keep mining it more and more out of the ground all the time. It's inflationary. Bitcoin's also inflationary. Ethereum's also inflationary. Pulse Chain is not. It deflates. It's de deflationary, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah, and we know from economics that deflation is never a bad thing, despite what what the Keynesians will tell you. Yeah. I haven't done enough research on it, but like, you know, living in a world where macro keeps printing money out of thin air sucks if you're holding the thing that they're printing, but it works out quite well if you're holding equities or crypto. So them printing, you know, them increasing right. M2 by like four, like them printing money pushes some stuff up. Assets. Right. Well, but some of these things will push up in price faster than others. So like crypto is like a leverage position on the S&P 500 and the S&P 500 is like a leverage position on real estate. And then like, you know, these things do oscillate on their own. But in the end, if you just average out their gains versus the dollar over time, like equities murders real estate and metals and then crypto murders everything that's ever existed ever. And that- And I think that, that'll that probably changing. continue, I think. Yeah, I don't see it same. changing. 
And I mean, it's really simple. It's like businesses are more productive than houses. A house can serve like five people at a time, 10 people at a time, whereas a business serves like absolutely tons more people. And then, you know, crypto, it's a function of supply and demand. There's, even though people are making coins at a high rate, the ones that people actually want are so few in comparison to how much money is being printed that wants to get in. So like the world's richest guy, countries, they all bought Bitcoin already, which by the way means they're unlikely to buy much more because they've already loaded their bags, which means it's bearish, not bullish, unless you have another world's richest guy that wants to follow up. So, you know, people, guys, you already got the richest guy to buy. People are buying million dollar JPEGs. The networks are full. Jimmy Fallon's got a, a monkey for a profile pick. NFT. Hey, I think we found the top guys. <laughs> I think, I think this is it. No, look, if I'm so wrong, think- if I'm wrong, I make more money. If the market just wants right. to keep going up. Cool. I got lots of crypto exposure, but you know, as a guy that's called the top a few cycles, I think the top's in for Ethereum and Bitcoin and, mo- and everything no is shit. tied to them, which is everything. Like the things that I'm involved with are not tied. Like, Bitcoin went down something like 10% yesterday. Hex went up 20%. It's one of the few things in the world that's dec- it's, it's like one of the very, very few things. The only things that I see that are really decorrelated from Bitcoin and crypto are stable coins and Hex. And I brag about it all the yeah. time. I, I do these Flores lava posts and I show all the bleeding and red on every other coin. And then here's the shining green Hex. I'm like, hey, what's up guys? This is what yeah, actual innovation looks the- like. Of those coins that aren't sort of tethered to Bitcoin, as you say, the like the only one that's not sort of tied to the whims, the ar- arbitrary whims of central banksters would be Hex. Well, yeah, because even the stable coin like dies when the dollar dies, yeah, and with a lot of extra on counterparty the risk. Yeah, yeah. So that's the nice thing about Hex is it's mostly volatility to the upside. Now, look, you're going to get dips. You're going to get sixty and seventy percent dips. They happen, and those are buying opportunities for people that haven't bought. But you know. The guys that sell, they probably want to wait. <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah, personally, I wouldn't that, sell a 60 or 70% dip. Not, you know, no crystal ball, not a financial advisor. But it, it, to me, crypto is, for me, speculation is like, if you have product market fit and af- if you have a moat to defend your pricing position and if you have a good funnel to on-ramp new users, I hate that term funnel. I can't believe it's used. It's disgusting to me. Um, ugh, disgusting. Then... You know, if you've got good marketing, things like that, you know, good community, are more people going to know about this thing in the future than they do today? And if so, I think that's your greatest potential for price appreciation. So the best time to buy Bitcoin was when Satoshi owned 100% of the coins. There was no liquidity anywhere. That was the best time to buy. That was also the best time to buy Facebook stock. That was also the best time to buy Amazon shares is when the fewest people knew about it. And so I think, you know, it makes something like hex pulse chain pulse swap really really great opportunities much bigger opportunities than bitcoin that everyone has heard about and everyone already bought and now is down for eight months and only did a 3x over its old all-time high and it took it years to do it it's not good there's just so much more opportunity out there yeah and i don't consider it secure and like it's spaghetti code the roadmap sucks they don't even follow the roadmap they have devs are leaving it it's just why why would i ever use it um so i take it you're not a fan of the lightning network then (laughs) well it's buggy garbage that no one uses there's 10 to 100 times more bitcoin being transacted on the ethereum network than on the lightning network yeah and their golden boy the guy that made like the only wallet that kind of barely worked all right (laughs) guess what he did he made it so that the wallet sends everything but bitcoin like all everything gets turned into fiat (laughs) He stabbed them right in the back and they're too dumb to even realize it. They're so, there's, they have so little going on. Their only hope, their only dream was lightning and homie stabbed him right in the back. I was like, say you did. <laughs> it was awesome. I'm like, yeah, so let me get this right. You're using the lightning network to move every currency except Bitcoin. Like you don't care about Bitcoin. Like you're, you're not adding any buy pressure to Bitcoin whatsoever. Amazing. Good Unreal. job, dude. That is exactly Unreal. what the Bitcoiners have been hoping for. Well done likes it and they like it and retweet it i'm like wow oh they think it's like a big victory they think it's the biggest innovation (laughs) they why and he's all aml ky seed he's all aml ky seed out his butt he's got like you gotta say (laughs) i'm like dude this is the exact opposite of why crypto exists 
They think it's the biggest innovation since the white paper. That's what one guy told me. Oh my God. The white paper that doesn't even tell you the inflation rate, doesn't tell you about the happening, doesn't tell you about the block size limit. That white paper, yeah. good laugh. Hilarious. Um, the the uh, happening dude, gotta, is not even in the, in the, in the white paper. I am, I got to take a leak really right. bad. Why Go don't ahead. we wrap here? It's, tell sure. the audience um, where they can find you and where, where sure. they can follow you and your work. Yeah. Richardhart.com for like me bragging about myself and a bunch of links. Got 140,000 uh, followers on Twitter, twitter.com slash Richard Hart win, about 100,000 on YouTube, youtube.com slash Richard Hart. Could definitely use some more followers on my Insta, instagram.com slash Richard Hart official, and free books, t.me slash sci If you go to my oldest YouTube videos, those are self help videos. Um, if you want to support a charity, sens.org, pulsechain.com uh, is our, you know, replace Ethereum thing, hex.com. And now Pulse Swap, which is actually going to have a different name. It's not going to be called Pulse Swap, but it's just what I'm calling it for now. Uh, that sacrifice phase should happen in the next uh, two weeks. And for you guys who don't know what a sacrifice phase now. is, you you lose something that you have to get a valueless token that may become worth a lot. Basically, for a political statement, the last political statement was that speech is a protected human right, and blockchains are speech. And therefore, blockchain should be protected. And then this next one is probably going to be about freedom of movement. So if you want to sacrifice to support the freedom of assembly and movement of human beings, then you can sacrifice. If you don't want to support that, screw off. Maybe you're not such a good person after all. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess right. that's it. Thanks so much. Okay. Your, your, if you, your JPEGs are awesome. I absolutely love your JPEGs on Twitter. They're hilarious and wonderful. Love it. I, well, they're joy. I, 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 you've, you've certainly pushed me closer to Hex, and I hope the same can be said for the audience. I hope that I have um, pushed you a little bit closer to agorism. And I, I think I can actually upload this. I don't think we said any bad words that often, so I think I can upload this without getting my channel pulled. Yeah, so. we'll see. I think just the fact that I'm on it will probably get taken down. Where should my see. where should my uh, guys find you? Yeah, um, I'm on all your favorite social media channels at Sally Mayweather, Sally Agorists, um, Twitter, Insta, Snapchat, Facebook, the whole nine. SallyAgorists.com, 3D printer go burr for 3D printers and 3D printing supplies. You can pay with cryptocurrency and uh, Agora threads for all sorts of anarchist apparel and stuff like that. Nice man. All right. Well, it was really wonderful talking to you. I look forward to seeing more of your stuff online. Dude, I appreciate your time. See you later, man. Ciao. Thank you. Recording stopped.